Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our LinkedIn site space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Here we are again. I feel like I'm on a jet plane or a rocket ship. This uh, whole auto industry, retail and wholesale, is on fire and uh, on the way to Mars. I don't know. Uh, it's exciting, this show that started 20 years ago uh, when uh, it was night and day compared to the industry today. Of course, this is true for almost all uh, industries. I think the whole world is uh, in the... Rapist, uh, rap, most rapid time of change ever in all of its history. So uh, buckle your seatbelts, and uh, I think we still use seatbelts, should, uh, and uh, give us a call. What we try to do here is prepare you uh, for the very unpleasant experience, unfortunately, in most cases, of buying or leasing a car or repairing or maintaining your car. I was reading in Automotive News uh, just, this, just today, actually, that... Uh, that the independent mechanics now have a greater share of the market than the franchise dealers. This has never been, happened before. Uh, if you've listened to the show for 20 years, for 20 years we've told you, uh, if you can find a good independent mechanic, uh, you use him. You know, you'll probably have a better experience uh, for most maintenance and repairs in your car. There's sometimes you have to go to the dealer, of course. But uh, it was always the, they were always like the third Third party, you know, you take it to an independent beginning. Now they uh, rule the roost percentage-wise. Uh, more and more people are finding it uh, more convenient, less money. And uh, we have a, a mechanic in the room here. I hate to call him. It's kind of like a dirty word now because he's truly a computer technician. Mechadroid. His name is Rick Kearney. <laughs> and uh, I urge you to call the show if you have a question about the repair, maintenance of your car. You probably do. Uh, one of my uh, main criticisms of the manufacturers is, and the dealers, of course, is because they don't make it clear to you when you buy your car how complicated it can be. Now, don't get me wrong, they run better today. They run uh, easier today. They're, they're more fun to drive today than ever before, but they're also more complicated. So you might not have as many problems. When, when you do, it's a doozy. And it's hard sometimes to correct, find. You know how it is when you go to the doctor and something hurts. Uh, the doctor says, where does it hurt? He says, well, it doesn't hurt now. And then it's very difficult for the doctor to uh, diagnose something that's not occurring at the time. Same thing with a car. But you probably have an issue like that. If you do, uh, his name is Rick Kearney. He's sitting to my right. And you can call the show. And that number is 877-960-9960. 877-960-9960. You know what I'm talking about. You've got a squeak, rattle, or roll. You've got an a, a unusual smell. 
Maybe there's some, something dripping in your garage or underneath your car. You're not sure what it is. Or maybe you're driving on the road and you hear a noise. You're not sure where it's coming from. It's awfully hard when you're driving the car to figure out where that noise is coming from. So uh, if you go into a, a franchise car dealer, or for that matter, an independent mechanic, you're kind of at their mercy. They know the product and you don't. And uh, it's like going to a doctor. Trust is the thing. Uh, when when a doctor or a mechanic tells you what's wrong, diagnoses it, and what's going to cost, uh, where, where are you? you, you you're not going to argue with them because you're not trained in that particular field. So you want some free advice from an extremely knowledgeable person, you can either call Rick at 877-960-9960, or maybe better yet, he monitors our YouTube channel. That's Earl on Cars at, I'm sorry, youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. YouTube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. On the, on cars. So the YouTube channel, uh, you can actually uh, post something, an audio clip or a video clip, and you can ask him a question. Uh, if he can't get to it right away, he will uh, uh, over the two hours of the show. We're on, uh, of course, from 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time every Saturday until 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you got a long time to think about it and get some free diagnostic advice. Maybe a suggestion or an estimate of what the cost may be, what your actions should be, so on and so forth. So uh, we get most of our calls about buying cars and leasing cars. Uh, there's been a tremendous amount of... Uh, activity lately by the Federal Trade Commission. Oh, by the way, I'm very excited that I got a call from the Federal Trade Commission. Uh, I missed a call, but attorneys <laughs> from the Federal Trade Commission called me yesterday. That's great. And uh, they asked me if I'd be willing to talk to them about the problem they're having with car dealers. And of course, I said, you are the you right kidding? Man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got so, the right guy. <laughs> uh, I gave my gave my cell phone number, and uh, I'm waiting for the call. So if you... Uh, you uh, attorneys out there for the Federal Trade Commission want to hear the straights group from someone who's been there and done that. In fact, you probably could have put me in the slammer 20 years ago if you'd have caught some of the stuff I was doing. I've, I've changed a lot, and now I'm a consumer advocate. So Federal Trade Commission, heads up. Call the show. That'd be a, a killer, wouldn't it, to call the show, Federal Trade Commission? We could start naming names. Uh, I'm on too much of a roll here because I— I uh, I love what I do when I talk too much. I know that. Uh, but um, I want to give out the numbers here, all of them, and then turn the mic over to Nancy Stewart, my co-host. I, I didn't give the text number out. The text number is 772-497-6530. We've got more channels to reach the show than you can shake a stick at. We have the text 772-497-6530. I've already mentioned... Um, YouTube.com forward slash Erlen Cars. And uh, we have uh, in a really interesting line that we love, uh, our anonymous feedback line. And that's your, Y-O-U-R, anonymousfeedback.com. Your anonymousfeedback.com. And the cool thing about that is you're totally anonymous. We don't know who you are, where you called from. Um, we can't track you down. You, you have total privacy. And so you can speak your mind. If you, if you think we're nuts, tell us so. Uh, if you have some suggestions, you have some questions, things you'd rather not be go public with, or either way, uh, youranonymousfeedback.com. So that, that's all the different ways. We're on Facebook. I almost forgot Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Earl and Cars. <coughs> Stu monitors the text, which is 
497-6530. And uh, Rick Kearney, our uh, auto expert on, from a technical standpoint, monitors youtube.com forward slash Erlon Cars. And um, Nancy Stewart, my co-host, co-founder of the show, by the way, 20 years ago, uh, she's the phone expert. And we actually love the phones best because of the personality. I mean, a personality comes through with the audio. And when you're live, personal, talking back and forth, it's really cool. So we'd love to have you call us at 877-960-9960 because we only have five incoming lines. We prioritize that 877-960-9960. We also prioritize women because Nancy Stewart uh, has been a female advocate on the show and built Single-handedly, I give her all the credit for building the number of female callers we've up have, uh, up to parity. We now have about 50-50 uh, on male versus female callers. And she has a special offer that will knock your socks off. You're not going to believe it. It's going to be too good to be true. But a very special offer, and you have my solemn sacred word, it is, it is not uh, a bogus thing. Uh, the offer for ladies calling the show for the first time is uh, something that will really get your attention. And I'm going to turn the mic over to Nancy, and she will explain that to you right now. Good morning, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Earl on Cars. Here we are again, and uh, you're an important part of the show. We enjoy your company. You make the show. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, and you can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget to take advantage of your anonymousfeedback.com. Uh, you know, Earl opened with talking about mechanics, grease monkeys, uh, computer scientists. I wonder how many computer scientists could live up to that reputation. And, uh, you know, I have to share some facts with you. And that is that the Automotive Service Excellence as the ASE, this society was formed 53 years ago. And you know what sets these computer scientists apart from the grease monkey or the mechanic, as some call them, is the fact that um, they never stop attending school. They go for training. And um, as I said, it sets them apart. So uh, if you have any questions uh, concerning your vehicle, Rick definitely is here and he will help you with uh, the answers. Um, also, we have a great mystery shopping report from uh, Bev Smith Kia in Fort Pierce. Um, you remember that uh, we were at uh, Fort Pierce uh, Sunrise uh, Ford in uh, Fear P- Fort Pierce. Um, I'll mention too for the ladies that, uh, you know, I thank you so much for supporting, you know, uh, and and being there uh, for all of us, especially me. And uh, you've played an instrumental part in getting us where we are today. Uh, for that, you could win yourself $50 today for the first two new lady callers. That's $50. Uh, you can... Call, give us some advice, or you can share maybe your experience in purchasing a vehicle or uh, maybe having your vehicle uh, serviced. We're going to go straight to the phones, and we are going to talk to Kendall. Thank you for your patience. Uh, From Boynton Beach, good morning, Kendall. Good morning, everybody. How are you doing today? Great. Good. 
I have a question for Rick. I have a 2019 Subaru Forester, 72,000 miles on it. I change oil every 6,000 with Mobile One, but I have never changed my transmission fluid. It's running fine, and I, a believer, don't change something if it's not, you know, not working right. So what is your opinion on that? I would check your owner's manual, and if it does not recommend, if the owner's manual says change the fluid at X interval, I would follow that. If it does okay. not, if it says leave it be, I would leave it be. Um, okay. uh, Subaru has made they are they are the quiet heroes. You you don't hear about them anymore. They're they're the quiet unsung car dealer, and yet their quality is top notch and they are a fantastic car uh i wouldn't mess with it okay i'll take a look at the manual and uh because i'm driving right now in my 2024 subaru outback and uh mm -hmm. i just i love these cars they're 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 great so my friend just got one he got a used uh, one down in broward county no he loves it yeah Okay, well, I thank you very much. I'm glad I got through. A couple weeks ago, I tried to get through, but I'm on my way to work. And uh, you got to start early, I think. Yeah, yeah I yep. did. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, right we'll, everyone, have a wonderful weekend. Well, call us again, please. Yeah, Kendall, yeah, thanks sure. for giving long, us a second chance. As long as we still got you on the line, I just Googled yes, that, and for Forrester transmission fluid change, it says for older cars, about 30,000 miles. And uh, for newer vehicles, about a hundred thousand miles. So, uh, okay. So you're, that gives you a rule of thumb there. But as Rick says, oh, check the owner's manual. But you're you're good to go. I like your attitude, you. Kendall. You said if it's not broken, you know. Yeah. You know how the saying goes. <laughs> Thanks for listening. All right, gang. Take care of yourselves. Happy holidays. You too. Bye bye. Happy holidays. Seven seven eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. And you can text us at 772-497-6530. Uh, we're going to go back to the recovering car dealer. Well, I, I, um, I'm i going to just uh, check with Rick and check with Stu and see if we have any text. I know we have some anonymous feedbacks. Uh, i got a couple of interesting ones, so maybe Stu wants to start out with those. Well, uh, excuse me, no, Stu. We're going to go right back to the phones. Uh, we sure our intentions are to, you know, let you guys just hold... Uh, so uh, please take that into consideration. We'll take your calls as soon as I'll take your call as soon as I can. Hey, seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Welcome, John. Good morning. Good morning, John. Oh, good morning. All right, great. Welcome. Um, thanks. Thanks. Uh, Want to start off with um. In the past, you talked about, or Rich talked about. Um, the air conditioner uh, in the car and uh, like when you're driving and to keep it from getting that musty smell, uh, you turn the car off. I mean, you turn the AC off before you get to your destination and it helps or you open up the uh, outer vent. Yeah. Uh, or the, uh, how does that work again? The best thing you can do is if, if you're starting to have that issue, when you're say about a, a half mile from home, you hit the button that says AC 
but leave the blower fan running so it's still blowing air across it and then open up the recirculate so you're getting the outside fresh air coming in. That fresh air will be blown across the evaporator and hopefully knock a lot of the moisture off of it. What if it's raining outside? I, uh, yeah, then you might want to consider leaving it recirculate, but uh, what you're trying to do is get a little bit drier air across that evaporator to get rid of some of the excess moisture on it and let it blow off of there. And that way it will reduce the moisture that can, you know, cause mold and mildew to build up and leaving it open to fresh air, set, uh, fresh air when you shut the car down, will let air circulate and that way it's less likely to, you know, just sit and Rick, I, I tell, uh, <clears throat> I'll tell John how you feel about Damperit. Ah, one of my favorite products is you always hear people, oh, my cell phone fell in the water and people are like, put it in rice. No. Rice is horrible. You go, to, you go to Home Depot, Walgreens, any place, and get a simple thing of Damperid. Put Damperid in your car. That you could buy it in a bag that you can put under the seat even. I learned something. Oh, you can buy it in a bag you put under the seat? Right oh, under see, the I seat, put the yeah. little bucket thing because I was thinking. No, that's old no, fashioned. Listen, I know. Listen <laughs> to this. I, had the, I left all the windows, sunroof on the car. It rained in there. And then I just saw Nancy's face, a vision of Nancy going, Damprit. Yeah. And so I went to Walgreens and I got a thing, but I got the bucket and it was great. Completely work, except for yeah. it, it fell over and spilled. Now I was just, just going to oh. ask you what happened. Yeah, it spilled and I got this. And it still looks like it's wet in the back of my all-weather mats, but it smells really good. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Damprit, it'll just suck the moisture out of the air. And of course, all that moisture that got down in the carpet and in the, the, the padding underneath, it will absorb every yeah. bit of that out it, of it there. It got out of my seats. John, and the John, bottom, if you're John, the bottom line is that uh, everybody's got a great solution for curing the musty smell in your car air conditioner. And if you want to really have fun, Google musty smell in my car AC, and you'll see 8,200,000 yeah, right. ways was a to big, stop it. It was uh, a big issue. It's now, a common what, problem. When did they start doing the, um, they made a change to the air conditioning where it starts off blowing down um, before it hits the face vent. So it's blowing the stinky smell at your feet first. Is that the idea? About seven or eight years ago. Right. Yeah. And uh, John, if you're uh, sensitive to, you know, uh, odors, you can get the uh, damp rid um, just straight up rather than the lavender that they, you know, they uh, they sell in the uh, bags. Hope we well, helped you. Reason, no, well, the reason why I called was the uh, I was reading this week. And found out that Tesla has gone ahead and made that whole situation easier for the owner. If you take and put your destination in on the computer, no matter where you're driving, the onboard computer and everything calculates that and automatically does all those steps for you uh, for the uh, evaporators and that. Uh, but, but you have to have a set destination in uh, of where you're going. Oh, okay. And uh, it goes ahead and it cleans it all out for you before you get there. Interesting. We wow. love our callers. Yeah. They're <laughs> thinking ahead. <laughs> Computers but can the, do anything. But, the, I wanted, but my question is, do regular, you know, uh, regular ICE cars that have destinations, do they but, do the same thing as well as far as, you know, you put your destination in, 
No, I don't. I don't know of any cars that hooks the navigation to the to the AC system to prevent that problem from no. happening. I, I bet you that they probably could. I mean, the cars are probably the, the infrastructure's there, but oh, sure. the, only Tesla thought to do that. Okay, and then my last question is: Last week I brought up the Cybertruck. Uh, calculator to find out where you're at in line. Did you guys ever find out oh, where Earl is? Did you look? <laughs> no, I keep looking every day. Uh, they, they, <laughs> their first deliveries were last week. I think they delivered, you know, a few. I, I am getting solicitations now because I have my Cybertruck on order. They're going to give me $3,000 if I buy an X or a Y. So they're, they're using me to try to sell me some more Teslas, but no word on my Cybertruck. Hand me oh, your phone. I'll, I'll figure it out. I, I, I got you. I got you, John. I'm going to, I'm going to pull well, this up okay. and I'm going to okay. get his order number. Well, see mine, they're only giving me a thousand dollars if I buy a Y. So I'm huh. wondering how far down, you know, I wonder if depending on where you're uh, at in line, if they offer <laughs> give me your phone. I'm going to figure okay. this out. You got to unlock it for me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess, um, I, I'm 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 glad to see that you got one on order because it, if you, if you I'm sure you've done the research and even if you think it's ugly and a lot of people think it's ugly uh, if you've done your research uh, it's a uh, quantum leap in technology over even the uh, Tesla Plaid they have really really packed a lot of incredible new technology because they started they kind of been working on it for a long time because they were they were supposed to introduce it to years ago so i think it's being tweaked so much that it's, it's going to be a really state-of-the-art car when it finally comes out yeah, and you're it's getting a lot of press john it's getting a whole lot of press so, so that, that's a good sign and uh, elon musk is delivering on his promise that's for sure and the science fiction inspired Cybertruck uh has come to life despite you know every all the negative stuff well, on the website, you can order the truck. And I was at Tesla uh, Service Center yesterday, and they're showing that it's like only, uh, you, you know, there's there's a, a weight, but there's but it, it's misleading. And uh, they're saying that when you when you put your truck in, it says oh, like two year wait, but it, it's going to be longer than that because, like I said, I'm number two million eight hundred fifty thousand in line, and they're showing me that I've got like a three year wait. So I don't know how. Yeah. I probably yeah. do too. Yeah. I, I, it's anyway, interesting, I'm, I'm John. Not, I'm and not going to hold my yeah. breath. The facts will keep changing. Yeah. Uh, I thank yeah. you for the call. Uh, yeah. We all do. Uh, we have a whole lot of uh, calls holding. Yeah. Have Very a great good. weekend. Bye. Uh, okay, we're going to go to Pompano Beach, I believe it is, and we're going to talk to um, Ellen. Good morning, Ellen. Hi. Um, I've already called once before, and you were very helpful um, when I was bought my new car with Al Hendrickson. Anyway, what uh, was said this morning kind of re I related to, and I've always wondered, I had a 2008 Toyota Solera convertible with like 48,000 miles on it, and I loved that car. And all of a sudden, it was like surging and or slowing down, but it didn't happen all the time like you had talked about this morning. And um, so I would, I brought it into a few mechanics and they all said, well, when it happens, bring it back in. And of course, it was very hard to do that. And then I finally went to a Toyota dealer figuring, well, they have to know. And I paid for the uh, diagnostic and everything. And they wound up returning my money. They said, we don't know what's wrong with it. Just keep driving it. And, you know, we'll maybe 
whatever, it'll probably break down. And that's what happened. Luckily, it was where I lived, and it didn't turn over one day. But this had gone on for like four or five months. I could go weeks where everything was good. Interesting. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, maybe this will help somebody else. But also yes. my choice. Yeah. Why, what could I have done differently? Yeah. I, thanks you know, for thanks for calling back on that issue. Rick, what do you think? Also, I just want to add one thing. Also, when I finally, it did break down and I brought it in, it took, they wanted $7,000 to fix it, which I thought, you know, I wasn't going to do that. And I bought the new car. Anyway, okay. What did they say was wrong with it? It was, a big part of the money was computers. That was about maybe two thirds of the 7000 Okay. And then it was, yeah, then it was something with the fuel, maybe. I, I forgot, you know, I'm sorry. But uh, mm. it was just, I just thought it was just odd that, uh, you know, that, that nobody could figure it out unless, you know, it was happening. Well, unfortunately, a lot of times when a car comes in and the problem isn't occurring, it can be something really hard to find. Because, I mean, as silly as it sounds, a simple wire rubbing against a bit of metal and wearing in, if it's not touching at that exact moment, there's no problem. And then when it just suddenly hit, catches the right moment, you know, that the wire will rub against that spot again, that's when the problem occurs. And sometimes it takes a while just to get the, you know, to track down what's causing that problem. So, you know, the nice part is that nobody was willing to, shall we say, you know, rake you over the coals and right. and take your money without and say oh yeah we saw something and never fix anything um right. i was afraid of that so i appreciated the honesty especially with the toyota dealer yeah yeah and also the ac if i put the ac on it totally shut down the car uh-huh. yeah because that that makes sense because when you turn the ac on that compressor coming on puts a a big drain on the engine. So mm-hmm. if it's fuel related, yeah, that that could shut it down. Well, so I guess there really was nothing more I could do then, right? Like what they said. It's unfortunately, if it had been a reasonable amount, I would have fixed it. It just, you know, it just didn't seem, you know, worth it to put it in, in that age car. But yeah, <laughs> I just feel bad every time I see a Solera, you know, convertible around. I said, well, they're still alive. And and they're getting they're getting rarer and rarer. You know, you that's a beautiful yeah, car, Ellen. It's a, it's it really is a beautiful car, one of my favorites. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, they quit making them. But uh, I wish we could give you more answers. You know, I I have a question for you. Uh, when you have taken uh, your Solera into the dealership uh, to be serviced, uh, mm-hmm. do you ask? Uh, did you ask the uh, mechanic uh, whether he was A S E? Well, um, I, I, you know, I always see the signs and everything. Oh, great. Okay, good. That's a great sign. Yeah. Okay. So, well, keep, keep stay in touch, Ellen, and uh, good luck. And uh, I, I hope your search, you know, is successful. Well, I have a new car now, so. <laughs> That's good. And that, thanks to, you know, thanks to you to helping me with the, uh, you know, the cost and everything. You know. That's the silver lining. Great. Ellen, have a great weekend, and thank you for calling us back. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. 877-960-9960.
or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And we're going to stay with the phones, and we are going to talk to Howard. Uh, I believe he's up next. Good morning, Howard. Good morning. Hope you're all doing well. Happy holidays to you all. Happy holidays. Uh, okay. Uh, I just got a uh, email about the Toyota prepaid maintenance. Uh, Earl, do you think it's worthwhile getting doing that uh, prepaying for maintenance from Toyota? Any other, you know, car deal? I wouldn't even bother with. But with Toyota, I know Toyota's. Uh, is, is, is honest? Yeah, I mean, I will consider. It, well, it, it depends. Let me, the answer is it's easy for you to calculate. It depends on the dealer and what he charged for maintenance. So you simply look at your owner's manual, see what the maintenance required, ask the dealer what do you charge for this, and then you look at the prepaid maintenance and see how much you pay for that. So yeah. it's a simple matter of arithmetic. In five minutes, you can answer it for yourself. But some dealers charge more, and some dealers charge less, and uh, uh, the only thing you should be paying for is the factory recommended maintenance. Uh, I would say, uh, off the top of my head, it does not pay uh, uh, for the for the prepaid maintenance. The maintenance today, on uh, particularly the newer on a new vehicle, and when you buy the day, is nominal. I mean, yeah, you you can almost you also get usually. Uh well, some manufacturers offer, like uh, BMW, Toyota offers free maintenance for the first couple of years. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's, uh, I, we don't recommend extended, extended warranties either, and we don't recommend uh, 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 prepaid maintenance uh, except for special circumstances. And there are exceptions to the rules. And where you're buying it from. But the rule of thumb is don't do it. Yeah, just uh, 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 the, the dealer sold prepaid maintenance uh, is definitely not worth it because... Uh, Oh, uh, they, they, they find, first of all, people don't have their maintenance done, so they prepay for the maintenance, and they don't even come and have it done. So the, the, the dealer pockets all that prepaid maintenance money you gave them up front three four years ago. That's where they make most of their money. Okay, my, ne my next question is, um, uh, when I drive the car, should I leave the air on in recirculation or pressure? <laughs> Depends Which on how it smells outside. If you're driving by the um, by the dump, you want to put it on recirculate. Um, <laughs> if it's a nice day out, put it on fresh. Um, really, Rick, what's the reason? Is it just a personal preference? Is it just a, is it for that reason? If a, if there's a bad smell outside or smoke or something, you can pretty much kind of so. seal yourself up a little bit. Uh, the a fresh air, the fresh air is to help you get rid of that stuffy air inside. Okay, clean things up a bit. Yeah, you can do that with the windows too. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, but uh, the the air conditioner works uh, better when yes. it's on recirculate. Yes. Correct. Yeah, it gets colder faster and stays colder, and it, it uses less uh, the, the air conditioner has to work less to to do that when you're uh, when it's on a. Plus, okay, if, if it's yeah. if yeah, it's raining comment. outside, uh, yeah. fresh air will let you'll get less uh, condensation on the inside of your windshield. Exactly. What's your next question, Howard? And we have oh, the to, last and one. then we're going to have to one. go. Okay, last one. Uh, manuals. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that their car is automatic and manual, and people just don't realize that. Now, a question for, for Rick. When would you use the manual mode on a uh, car that has both modes? If you were in the mountains, you're coming down the side of the mountain, shift into a lower gear so that you use engine braking to slow the car, and you're not using up your brakes. If you're in a hybrid, 
that's going to do it for you. You're probably in a mountain, right? Or no, there's the B. You have B, B mode, which is right. engine braking. That's right. Let's see. Here's what, okay, Google, Howard. Here, here's what Google has to say, Howard. It's best to use the recirculation <laughs> mode during the warmer months while you're using air conditioning because your vehicle won't have to cool down. You're going to train people not to call the show anymore. Well, I, 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 I got to train Howard, myself. Uh, there's let, no, let, me, let, me, let me say goodbye because I know you guys are backed up. Bye. Thank you, Howard. Hi, Howard. <laughs> uh, we, we tapped into warranties uh, on this call, and I have to uh, mention this past Monday, uh, Earl's column was just that, all about warranty. And uh, I'll tell you what, <laughs> it's definitely worth going to Earl on Cars and uh, reading all about warranties. Extended warranties, actually, done, uh, regular warranties. Um, Are good. <laughs> identify extended car warranty scams is the title of it. So go to Earl on Cars and uh, you can you can read all about it, or you can go to uh, if you picked up the hometown news, you'll uh, notice that uh, that column is there and also in the Florida Weekly. We're going to go to uh, I believe who's I think Warren's up next. Good good morning, Warren. Uh, Warren's calling us from Jersey. Hey guys, how are you? Hey. It's been a long time. Anyway, I just want to, you know, happy holidays and all of that. And I just wanted to tell you, uh, I bought a new car, actually, at least a new car on Black Friday. But I used a lot of what you, information that you give on the show in dealing with getting the car. Great. And plus the fact that I went with somebody who knew the owner of the dealership. That helps. And all these things, and that helps. And, you know, and I think the most important thing is always to go with somebody. When you go with somebody... You, you don't have to take in every bit of information. The person with you always can help you. And I think that's so important. Yeah. You're going to spend $40,000 for a car and you have the person next to you getting Absolutely. some of the information. And, um, you know, and I know you've gone over this a million times about leasing and buying. I leased the car. I had $10,000 put away to say if I wanted to put down on it. But when I went over the numbers, if I put the $10,000 down, I wouldn't even gotten close to the monthly payment I was paying on the lease. Plus the fact that I was getting 5% in the fund. So I said, I'll have $12,000 in three years instead of $10,000. I know that works for me. I know leasing doesn't work for everybody. But I just thought I'd tell you that. And I thought that was an interesting point why I leased the car. Well, that's very interesting. And you did you did your homework and you did the calculation. I've, I've never understood why uh, people put huge down payments down on cars unless they have to. Uh, if uh, if they have a good investment advisor or they're good investors themselves, you can always get uh, a better investment, uh, a better return uh, than what you're going to get by putting into a car, which is a depreciating asset. Nobody, nothing dep depreciates much faster than the average car. So uh, take a, keep the, keep your money, and if you can get a good interest rate, which is tough today, uh, go ahead and invest that money. Well, let me give a shout-out to, uh, you know, the person who knew the sales manager and the owner, and he happened to be my daughter's father-in-law, and he knows them very well. So anyway, when I saw the car. It was a Chevy Equinox. It was Pellegrino. Chevrolet in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. I don't know if that's the exact time. I live in northern New Jersey, which is 90 miles away. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he said to me, I'm going to give you the figures for a buy and a lease. And he said, these are the figures. He says, you know, I'm giving you the best possible deal. And really, there's nothing to negotiate because I know Eric was, you know, my daughter's father and one. He said, we're going to do it this way. So he gave me all the figures. And he said, I'm giving you the car at cost. And he said, I'm not altruistic. 
He was right up front. He says, I'm going to make money because I'm going to meet my quota. I'm going to make money on the interest rate, and I'm going to make money on the gap insurance. So he says, this is how I'm making my money on the car, but I can give it to you at cost. And he said, he offered to show me. But I said, fine, I believe. He worked out the numbers. But I just want to let people know that, you know, your help, too, and over the years, leasing and buying cars really helped me and taking somebody with me also really helped me. Warren, you hit on a lot of great points. Uh, major is what you said. Take someone with you. We really appreciate your call. You have educated our listeners, everyone on Facebook and YouTube. Thank you for that. Have a wonderful mm-hmm. weekend. You you two guys. Have a good weekend. Bye. Okay. We are going to go to uh, Jersey Mike. Good morning. Good morning, Mike. Yeah, this is Jersey Mike calling. How are you doing? I'm doing real well. I want to say something about Big Dog Ranch. I went out there and I adopted a dog. Uh, and I didn't use your incentive. I Because I'm a veteran of Vietnam era, right. I got 50% off. And I don't know if people know that. If they're veterans and you go out there... They do a wonderful job. I yeah. donated $1,000 to Evan Nader out there who runs the uh, VA center. Uh, there's a small well, building there where he's located. Thank you. And I'll tell you, they do a great thing out there. They really do. And I adopted this dog for my roommate. But let's get the cars, okay? Okay. <laughs> I got a car. I think you remember, you remember me talking about this, Earl, from you. It was a, uh, a 2018 uh, uh, Kia. And I'll tell you why. I never had a problem with that car. I put 32,000 miles on it. If you remember that, I mean, you gave me the car facts. You were, I mean, it was straightforward. Everything worked out perfect. That's great. I just bought, I bought a 2016 Cadillac AST from Napleton. And then. Boy, you're a brave guy. (laughs) No, well, I didn't know. I didn't know. And and the stupid thing, and I want to advise your, your listeners to do this. Make sure if you're going to get a car off of a dealer, that you take it to your own ASE mechanic, whoever that might be, and have them go through it mm-hmm. thoroughly before you buy it. Because that, if you don't do that, you're making a big, big mistake. Like it cost me a lot of money getting that car out of Ableton. Uh, first of all, what would happen is the heating systems w- wouldn't work. And then and then the it was just overheat. <laughs> it was like weird. And then I'd get hot air out of one blower, and cold air out of the other one when, when it got warmer in the you know, spring and summer. I've had this thing for two years. I still have it, unfortunately, but you know, I'm going to unload it. However, I had to replace the whole cooling system in the car. Mm. That's how bad it was. But yeah. you know what I don't understand? And maybe you can tell me about this. Why is it that what looks like leather is not, and it just cracks and falls off yeah, on the so. seats? What is that? Well, you know, a, a simulated leather can be a good product or a lousy product. It sounds like you got a lousy one. Uh, uh, the newer cars uh, with the simulated leather, uh, the leather in a lot of ways is superior leather. Stop and think about it. Leather is just the hide off of a cow, and uh, when you take yeah, the, when you take the hide off a cow and you put it on a car, uh, it's an unnatural environment. But they have a softer, uh, even smells the same, feels the same, maybe better. And uh, it actually is uh, superior. So, you know, it used to be the day that genuine leather was uh, something to really, really seek. I, I personally would always choose a good simulated uh, leather over real leather. Well, all my past Cadillacs had real leather, okay? And uh, so 
you know, I had never had a problem with that. I went through a whole lot of those Cadillacs in 75 because I'd put about 70,000 miles every year on it. And about three years later, I'd have to go get another one, okay? But today, this one that I have here, there's nothing left of the seating area in the back of the car. It just it just fell off and and hmm. I couldn't. I tried to glue it back on with crazy glue. Yeah, it would stay, but then it would then it, then, it, then that would even crack and fall off. It's like crazy. Like, can you give me an explanation why that might be? Well, you had the Napleton experience completely. It sounds like. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. You, for it. Yeah. You, know, you know, Jersey, Mike, uh, wow. I'm going to interrupt you for a second and yeah. ask you, you know, I, th- I thought it was telling when you mentioned one word, you wondered. And um, everyone sitting here will agree. And everyone that's listening is wondering, why is Napleton still in business? I really oh, hope powerful. you went in with your bulletproof vest. And uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry for your experience oh. and uh, all the problems. Yeah, I tell you, it's a bad, bad. I mean, and, and you know, you have this uh, 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 your person who goes out and checks out dealers. Well, I went ahead and went up north because you suggested don't buy a car in South Florida. Well, I'm going up there and I'm buying an Escalade up there, and it's up near uh, uh, New Smyrna. And uh, right, That's- at least yeah, and I was even thinking about going to Georgia because Georgia's got a better yeah. We have a we have a whole list. <laughs> and don't uh, rule out don't rule out Canada. When you get Jersey, to the North Pole, Santa Claus gives you a car. Jersey Mike, uh, you <laughs> do that. Uh, you do that mystery shop for us, and uh, get back with us. We really I appreciate will. your I call. Will definitely have a wonderful weekend. Yeah, you too. We have, have to a great run. Holiday. Thank you. Thank you. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, and you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. And and remember, Jersey Mike mentioned Big Dog Ranch. Today we have uh, no video, uh, and uh, they're very busy out there. They have a huge event, and uh, I do have to mention at this time of the year, you know what a great time to adopt a dog, and you can go to Big Dog Ranch. That's www.bdrr.org. You can go there and you can look at all the dogs and uh, it might, you know, encourage you to go out there because uh, it is an event out there and it's uh, very interesting how they take, you know, care of their dogs and uh, I I can't say enough. So uh, www.bdrr.org. We are going to go to Lance, who's been holding our regular caller from Tennessee. Good morning, Lance. Good morning, Earl. Hey, Lance. <laughs> well, got a song for well, me? Uh, you know, uh, that fellow called in about seeding. You know, we've got a new innovation about seeding materials up here. Mm-hmm. What's that? We, uh, we've done away with leather and fake leather, uh-huh. and we're strictly seeding it sitting on a squirrel pelt. Now. <laughs> <laughs> How many squirrels does it take to do like a SUV? <laughs> well, it's a, it's a ton of squirrel, but just think of what good eating you have after you get the pelt up. Hey, Lance. Lance, yeah. I heard there was a company up near you that was doing genuine porcupine quill seat covers. Can, can you get me a line on a set of those? Uh, I can feel what you're saying now. I feel your pain. You, you got the point of that one, huh? Ooh. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Well put. Well put. <laughs> well, Earl, I couldn't let the day pass without a little quick tune. All right. Well, it's almost Christmas Day. 
Earl, Nancy, Rick, and Sue have got a whole lot to say. Remember, wherever you go, make sure you do not miss the Earl Stewart on Cars Radio Show. I like that. Now we need, we need to get a snippet of that, and we can use it and just put it in for the commercial. You should just go around yeah. Christmas caroling audio, and knocking your neighbor's audio doors clips. and sing that. I'd love to have those audio clips. <laughs> Lance, it's have always a, a pleasure talking to you. Have a good week. Thank you, you Lance. Lance. Have a great weekend. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. I really hope that we uh, get some uh, response on youranonymousfeedback.com. We're going to stay with the phones, and we are going to go to Jolyn, and she's calling us from uh, Fort Lauderdale. Good morning. Good morning. I'm not sure if uh, I'm having some uh, problems with my Nissan Altima 2015. I just uh, discovered that I need a new transmission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, I headed into the um, uh, auto repair yesterday, and he said, you know, you can keep driving it. He goes, you can probably drive it for a long time. So I'm just wondering if that is the case. It's sort of chugging, chugging, but when I'm on the highway, it it doesn't have that problem. Describe describe the symptoms to Rick Kearney here, and he can probably give you something specific. Okay. Chug it, chug Well, there, there's been times where um, I had I started out, and then I, I took my foot off the gas, and it would go to like 30 miles an hour without even having my foot on the gas. And then now it's like chugging, chugging, sort of. Not, not... It, you know, like like it's um, like like it's going to stall. Like, like it's going to stall. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It, their their CVTs have had some issues in the past. What's a CVT? Uh, a CVT is a continuously variable transmission versus the old school transmissions that had first, second, third, fourth gears. Uh, now they they they're using a lot of what's called. These uh, CVT continuously variable transmission, and unfortunately, Nissan really put a lot of effort into them in the, in the early teens, and they did get a few of them had some problems. So, yeah, uh, I for the cost of the car for a fifteen Nissan, I would almost consider it worthwhile to put a remanufactured transmission in it. Because it would be less expensive than trying to get into a brand new car right now. Well, didn't she say? Didn't the technician say you could continue to drive it? I can continue to drive it like that, but you know, I drive up to West Palm on the weekends. You know, usually I take ninety five. I, you know, I don't really, you know. Right. Yeah, I, I would. But, just, I would just be concerned about that because, I mean, it, you know, if it were to break down and quit on you. It's going to leave you stuck by the side of the road, and you know. Let's be honest; it's it's not going to do that on a you know a bright, sunny, cool, comfortable day. Yeah, it's going to be the worst when you've got great cell service. Here's what, yeah. I, here's what I would recommend: take it to another dealer and For get sure. and get a second or a third opinion. Yeah. Because uh, I would hate to see you uh, put a used transmission in the car if a technician told you you could continue to drive it. Uh, 
Uh, if he's wrong, then you, you definitely should look at a, a rebuilt or used transmission. But uh, let's give the second or third opinion. What? There may be something that could be tweaked and fixed, not too expensively. Yeah, that, that's, you, that would be my run. recommendation to what Earl just said. And uh, what year is your car? It's 2015. I mean, it, it and, you know, I'm just not in the... Um, I'm not able to buy a brand new car right now. Yeah. So, but but a, a transmission I've heard costs like like six thousand dollars. I'm not sure what a rebuilt one would be. And yeah, and you know, also let me say this: that the CVT transmission, you know, they're supposed to last, uh, you know, uh, quite a while, at least more than five years. Uh, so, and uh, that was a good choice on your part. Uh, but uh, I can't. I just can't say it enough that you need to go and get three different opinions and well, prices. Well, this guy is pretty. This guy is pretty honest. My my, I was referred to by my neighbor. He's known him for like thirty some years. They've been there, and um, oh, fabulous! Yeah, yeah. I feel pretty confident. I, I, the end. I in explaining to other people. Yeah, that sounded like the transmission. There was another guy that drove it. Here's so, something. Here's um, something I just googled. Uh, Nissan extended the warranty on their CVT transmission to seven years or eighty-four thousand miles. So you're really not too far out of warranty on the extended warranty. I think it would also be worth a phone call to Nissan. And if you get a Nissan dealer that'll go to bat for you, there's a remote chance you might get some goodwill or some assistance on that transmission. It's an acknowledged issue. A Nissan has confessed. They build a, a bad transmission, and they've extended the warranty. So uh, go to another well, dealer and then contact yeah. the manufacturer and see if they will give you some help if you have to do something. Uh, it's got 119,000 miles on it. Does that make a difference? Uh, you're over You're over the extension. But the yeah. fact that they extended to the seven years and 84,000 miles, uh, we've had situations with Toyota, where a Toyota dealer, where Toyota will stretch. Once they say, yeah, we messed up, well, it's a bad design, we made a mistake, they always put a limit on it, but they will move past the limit uh, if you... If you if you contact them directly, if you're a good customer, if they know that you're maintaining your car, it's worth a try. Okay. All right. I'll try it. Thanks for calling right. us. Stay in touch, Joe. Thank Let you. us know how okay. it turned out. Um, All right. It, it, this is amazing, isn't it? You heard this information from Earl Stewart. And, uh, boy, does he have a lot to say. And uh, most of it is priceless. Our number is 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now I'm going to switch it over to Stu and really Rick, and I'm here. going to take a break. <laughs> this is important. And, and, and Anne-Marie prompted it. Um, I don't... I don't think I, I don't, I'm not going to have the time to read the whole text. I'm just going to say she has uh, um, reported on the Federal Trade Commission's uh, rulemaking on the uh, rule on unfair and deceptive practices, on the junk fees and all the stuff we've been talking about. Um, there are still public comments until January 8th, 2024 for these rulemaking. Um, the FTC is publishing, and I don't know if Amory caught this, but they are publishing updates on the um, on the comments and where it's going with the rulemaking. So um, right now, as of uh, December 9, 2023, there are 1,005, 1.56 thousand comments, about 1,500 comments. Um, so um, there's, there, as, so this report is as, as of November 9th. 
And as of November 9th, I'm scrolling through this thing, and they get down to transportation fees. They, you know, they cover live ticket events, airline fees, restaurant fees. Now, when they get to transportation fees, um, this is very disheartening. Um, it says, industry comments related to auto sales, including ancillary goods and services. Don't be Googling, Dad. you got to listen to this. Ancillary goods and services <laughs> did not support a rulemaking. Repeat comments it. did not support rulemaking. These comments stated that the definition of junk fees is too vague and questioned whether v fees that are not mandatory because they relate to voluntary ancillary products offered as a part of the auto sales transactions would be covered by the um, definition of junk fees. The comments stated the fees for ancillary goods and services provide value to consumers. So what this means is mm. the car dealers and lobbies are having a campaign to leave comments. Very what good. I'm saying is we have one month for to have 1,500 comments to overwhelm the car dealer fees and say, no, these are not vague. It's very clear. I got ripped off. These are, these are terrible. These need to be included in the rulemaking because right now it's not going that way. And I had a feeling. You know, I have to check. We have to check the Florida Automobile Dealers Association. Stu, would you do that? Uh, we're, we're to, I don't mean right now. I'm, I'm saying uh, I think you hit it on the head. I think that the dealers are... are covertly lobbying uh, the uh, Federal Trade Commission by asking their dealers. I think that, they, that, they, um, um, that the dealer associations are asking their dealers to write letters. They do this all the time to uh, congressmen and senators and, and people uh, in power to call, uh, write letters. And that's what they're right. doing to the Federal Trade Commission. You all need to do it. Yeah. It says right here, uh, uh, the commenters, in other words, car dealers, stated this total cost often varies in negotiated sales transactions, and there's no clear, clear reason why the disclosure of fees later in purchasing transactions should be deemed categorically deceptive. Because they def that did not come from a car owner, this uh, car right. consumer. Here, uh, uh, another one they said, they said, they, they, they said, the problem is they overlap with state um, already existing regulations, and therefore it's, uh, it's going to be confusing. On, and so they're winning right now, folks. You got to make comments. And Marie, if you're listening, I, I mentioned this uh, when we started the show. Uh, I'm reading from my smartphone mail. Uh, 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 this is an email from Federal Trade Commission to me personally. Uh, uh, the, the subject is conversation about auto purchase financing issues. Uh, hello, Mr. Stewart, and Mr. Stewart said to my uh, son Josh and to me. My name is Lisa Rothfarb. My colleague Sally Two T I E U and I are attorneys at the Federal Trade Commission, and we work on auto financing issues. Would you be willing and have time to speak with us about your experience in the industry? Sincerely, Lisa. And. Uh, where I answered her back and said that I would be uh, delighted and gave her my personal cell phone number. This was just Friday, uh, so afternoon that I responded. So I expect a call. We will probably speak on Monday. I think they probably are re reacting to some extent on the comments because Stu right. hit it on the head that uh, these uh, comments that are, uh, and Anne Marie hit it on the head, that these comments are not legitimate. So the Federal Trade Commission, that's very encouraging to think they would call someone like me uh, directly because they know I'm going to tell them the truth as I see it. I might not be right, but I, they know I'm telling the truth. Anyone who listens to this show knows we speak the truth, uh, even if it's going to get us, get us in trouble sometimes. But we haven't been sued yet. Knock on wood. Here's how you get there, folks. Please go. To 
it's, you basically go to um, www.regulations.gov, and then there's a box showing Federal Trade Commission uh, re trade regulation rule on unfair or deceptive fees. Um, and then it's going to bring up the rule, and there's a place where you can comment. So comment on there and tell the truth about the fees, uh, that um, it is deceptive. Uh, it does cause people to spend money that they didn't anticipate to spend. It's a bait and switch. It's all of that. Come down on, on them hard. Yeah, Stu, what is the uh, website that they can go to again? Yes, please. Go to www.regulations.gov. That's www.regulations.gov. .gov. That's let's, great. Let's put that up on Earl and Carr's website, too. We'll, we'll put it up there in the very top. As soon as you get there, it'll be on the top of the page. Yeah. Did, Actually, did I'll it, have a link to, directly to the, to the rule. Um, that way you can click on it because that way you don't have to click around and find things. You'll just go directly to it, read it, and find the comic section. Yeah, absolutely. Before Stu continues, I want to remind the ladies, uh, we've had uh, female callers this morning, but uh, I'm looking for some new uh, callers, female callers. Uh, so give us a call. You can win yourself $50 this morning for your um, part. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so uh, first two new lady callers, $50. Now back to Stu. Okay, so thank you, Anne-Marie. Um, and I, I, I will get back to it, um, to reading your, your full text later. I'm sorry for hijacking that and, uh, <laughs> and taking over, but I, it was amazing. Um, we have a, a texter from Ohio, and he sent us a picture, and this was, I thought was interesting. Jonathan has a, a picture of the addendum. Uh, we were saying how the farther north you go, uh, the, the more likely you're going to uh, get a better deal or not run into this, these, these tactics. But in Brunswick, Ohio, which I think is in the Akron area, and I recognized it because it's from a 330 area, and I have a friend who lives in Akron. Um, Brunswick, Ohio, they have a $2,197 addendum on it. And if you read the, um, it's for, at a Ford dealership up there, uh, it has Ford bed liner on it, uh, wheel liner, surface care, and then an OEM windshield for $699 that you get. Um, there's a little explanation. He did text the dealership and, and asked them about that. And they said, to answer your question about the add-ons, we offer windshield care for $699, which is coverage for your windshield in the instance it's damaged due to chips or cracks. You will receive a brand new OEM windshield and recalibrations to cameras and sensors. And so uh, at least they, uh, they gave them the breakdown, but that was from Brunswick, Ohio. Of course, chips and cracks are covered with your insurance. comprehensive insurance, so it's a total waste of money. Unless he's on something with the OEM stuff and, uh, and maybe the uh, uh, who does those, uh, the mobile windshield repairs if they're doing aftermarket safe windshields. Light. Safe light. Yeah, safe light. Okay, um, over to anonymous feedback. Um, wow, it's like the stars are aligning. Here's a question about OEM parts. Um, why would our leaders allow OEM part imports that are not up to USA standards? seems to me that many politicians are allowing USA companies to be fraudulent. Well, they are, and they allow a lot of things that are wrong, even illegal, because of lobbying. I mean, let's face it, we live in the greatest country in the world, we have a democracy, and uh, we have politicians that know how to manipulate and get reelected, and, uh, but it works. Uh, uh, it, we're, not, we're not perfect, but we're much better than anyone else. But yeah, how do you get elected? You tell the potential voters what they want to hear. And, uh, and how do you uh, tell them? You have to have money. You have to be financed. Where do you get the money? You get the money from the from the 
manufacturers, the, the retailers, uh, the, the people that make the money have the money. They give it to the politicians, and then the politicians will tell <laughs> the voting people what they want to hear. So that's, that's the United States of America. And that's, that's why uh, you can get away with uh, – that's why the Federal Trade Commission is having a problem enforcing the laws we already have on the books. Okay. Uh, another um, anonymous feedback says, uh, Carfax had an accident on my car. I gave them all the evidence that my car was never in an accident, and they refused to take it off. They are a scam. I, you know, without knowing the details, I know Carfax will rectify a report. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they, they also have to be very careful about rectifying reports because they need to be sure you're not an unscrupulous used car dealer that's trying to get a clean Carfax so we can sell a car that has been wrecked as not being wrecked. So yeah. uh, I would suggest you recontact Carfax and ask what you need to do to right. authenticate. Yeah, I'd want to know. Uh, why does why does Carfax think you have an accident? Was there a police report? Yeah. What was the agency contact? And I would do it in writing department? too. Yeah. I, but you do it in writing because Carfax is obligated. They're uh, they're a good company. Uh, they provide a great service. Yeah, not a but scam. They have to be careful what they listen to when you call them on the phone. Not a scam. Okay, more anonymous feedback. Um, Australia is concerned that multi-level parking garages will not be able to handle the increased weight of electric cars. Yeah. Since construction has been a favorite, wait, we have a parking garage. Yeah, uh, no, that's exactly. Uh, you know, an electric vehicle weighs about a third more than a combustion engine vehicle. Uh, we'll be all right. Oh, yeah. We'll be fine. Yeah. We'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll not be able to handle electric cars since construction has been a favorite business of people you don't want to meet in a dark alley. Who knows if the parking garages were built to code? Well, I can tell you ours was. Well, I was involved in that. I could tell you, I could tell you that that is an amazing observation. Uh, I'm, it, it really has to be looked at by everybody. And who doesn't have a multi-level garage now? Uh, and they're all over the world. Hey. And uh, the fact that the electric vehicles, uh, you're going to be looking at the tumbling down of uh, garages. That's very scary. Very um, much so. That's a lot of concrete. We're going to go back to the phones. And we're going to talk to John, and he's a regular caller. He calls us from Palm City. Welcome, John. Good morning to everyone. I have a question. We asked on this show about the replacement for um, the auto websites. Uh, uh, Bring a Trailer is one of them that I looked up. Bring a Trailer is 800 cars for sale. They charge a 5% commission or a minimum of $250 and a maximum of $5,000 on the high-end cars. Um, it's 800 cars, which is a tremendous amount. Does Earl have any comment about them? Also, drive trying that you make the terms, it sounds like nonsense, and it says it doesn't hurt your credit scores. Uh, Carvana lately has been advertised like crazy, sell your car to Carvana, they make it look like a stock market. Oh, the price is this, bingo, I'll make a hit on that and I'll sell it. I mean, some of it actually, with advertising, could drive you crazy. But I just want to ask Earl what his opinion is on this Bring a Trailer. Is that a tremendous website? Yeah, I'm not familiar with it. Which one, which one is it now? Uh, Bring a Trailer is called. 800 cars for sale. Yeah. It's on the Internet, 
and it's 5% commission or a $250 minimum and a $5,000 maximum. I'll, I'll check it out. Uh, uh, I really appreciate that. As far as drive time, uh, it's funny you should mention that because I, I was discussing that at, at my last management meeting. And uh, the information that we have from our, our people that deal uh, with the used car uh, part of the business, that is, uh, they're, they're kind of a struggling company. Uh, they, uh, they are, uh, they don't buy cars uh uh, at, at good prices, and uh, I, my guess is that, because you're right about the commercial, I saw the same commercial you did, it says buy a car online, all you have to do is is uh, uh, agree to a price, the price that you agree to online is the price you pay when you go to the dealership. We had intended to shop them, John, and we will uh, shop them. I asked my uh, wholesale used car manager, his name is Ted Kabush. I said, uh, shop them for me and see what happens. So uh, you're, you're right on. Uh, it, it's just a totally misleading ad, a lie. I can almost promise you, without the mystery shop, that they are not going to agree to a deal online and then have them give you that out-the-door price when you go to pick it up. They're going to hit you with the dealer install accessories. They're going to hit you with the junk fees and the addendums and all the other garbage. But uh, it, it was such an audacious, uh, bold ad, and it got my attention because I said, boy, you know, I, I, I even thought it's a good advertisement because that's the way we deal. Uh, the price that we advertise is the price you pay. It's the out-the-door price. And it was such a good ad, I suggested to my manager of the meeting, maybe we should uh, copy the ad and uh, come up with something that gets people's attention. Got, got my attention. So we'll have a mystery shop on drive time and we'll report back next week. Okay, well, thanks for that information. One fast thing I won't hold you as far as dealer shopping, I would love to see because it's not that far away. Sebring, Florida. All the dealers up there, they're all that one family owns every one of the car dealerships. So I think in the future, we consider going to Sebring, which is like the center part of Florida, and do a dealer shop yeah, what's in a, that town. What's that dealer's name, John? I, I don't know the name, but there's, it's all owned by one at this town yeah, of yeah, Sebring. I, the reason I asked is that uh, I've met the guy, and it's very unusual. He has all the dealerships in Sebring. Uh, he was the uh, Florida... Yeah, uh, Time Magazine Dealer of the Year uh, about Florida Automobile Dealers Association voted him uh, as the uh, Dealer of the Year. And uh, I, uh, but I, you're right. Uh, when one guy owns all the stores in one market, you better be careful. So we'll check that out. We may even do a mystery shop over there. Thank you. He must be doing something right to own yeah, all of them. I, yeah. Exactly, John. And uh, to, uh, the person you're talking about, uh, I believe, is Alan Jay. That's, a guy. That's it. And That's uh, my, my sister lives uh, over there in Sebring, and uh, she talks about him a lot. You know, you can uh, find all these dealers. <laughs> it, it's almost like as if you've gone to Palm Beach Lakes Boulevard where you see them all lined up and all owned by Alan Jay. Okay, we'll do it in the future. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, guys. John, thanks for being part of the show and always filling us with uh, new information. 877-960-9960. Ladies, you still have time to give us a call. First two new lady callers. You win yourself $50. 877 960 
9968. Don't forget to text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to, I believe, Stu. I think we could jump over to uh, Rick Rick. and YouTube. I've got a couple of interesting ones here. Um, The first one here from, and these are actually uh, both going to come from Donovan. Um, First one is Florida lawmakers are at it again. They want to add a $200 registration fee for electric vehicles, $50 for hybrids, and $25 for electric motorcycles. These fees would go up in 2029 by $50 each. It's not that EV owners are against the fee for infrastructure. It's the amount of the fee that is almost double what an average person would pay in state gasoline tax. Plus, EV owners are already paying taxes on the electricity that they use at home and their public chargers. So therefore, this becomes double taxation. The bill sponsor is bill sponsor Ed Hooper of Clearwater, and he needs to be made aware of this, that it's not such a good idea. Well, I I agree. And of course, all taxes, uh, you know, it's... uh, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we could do a show on that, but I, I agree with you. It's, uh, the, the people don't study the issue; they get emotional. Uh, it, it, electric vehicles are—it's uh, like being a Republican or a Democrat. Either you hate electric vehicles or you love electric vehicles, and then you get irrational to make your point on both sides of the issue. So, uh, the people that hate electric vehicles think we should tax them to death. And uh, the people that love electric vehicles don't think you should. And there's no logic on either argument, to be honest with you. The only I have an opinion on taxes. If 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 our politicians didn't spend money recklessly the way they did, uh, I wouldn't have a problem with taxes. But every time I see tax and a decreased tax, I think about where they're spending the money mm-hmm. and how they're spending the money and why they're spending the yeah, money. Yeah, why, why are they doing the tax? Yeah, it's exactly. not just the, it's the money, but yeah. there's other reasons there. Yeah. Okay. And he goes on to say here, uh, a properly designed EV weighs about the same as a comparable ICE vehicle. A Tesla Model 3 and Tesla Model Y, for example, weigh the same or less than a BMW 3 Series or X3. Uh, Most EVs today are ICE platforms that they shoved a giant battery in, which is not a great way to design it. It causes it to weigh a lot more, which I can understand that if you simply swap out a normal internal combustion drive line for an, a, the electric battery, yeah, you're you're not designing it in a manner efficient for the vehicle. Uh, he says a Hyundai Ioniq Five, which is a decided dedicated EV platform, weighs three thousand nine hundred and sixty eight pounds, whereas the Mustang Mach E which is a modified internal combustion platform, weighs over 500 pounds more. Yeah, well, you can, you can cite specific cars and models, but the fact of the matter is uh, there was a survey and a study done, and the average uh, electric vehicle weighs one-third more than the average combustion engine so, car. So it's, it, the point was made about parking garages, but I'm sure there are a lot of electric vehicle models that weigh less than another model that's a combustion engine car. But the uh, uh, if, when the time comes right. we're all EV in 30 years or 20 years or whatever it may be, uh, we're going to have some problems with our yeah. garages. How, how much do you uh, 
that Sequoia I'm driving, uh, do you think it weighs as much as Earl's Tesla? Probably more. I would say your Sequoia is a lot more. more. It's yeah. big. It's, it's a Sequoia is a heavy-duty vehicle. Yeah, it's a heavy vehicle. There's a lot of stuff Very. in there. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And one other quick one here. This is for Deborah Cook. Uh, question here. She says, Rick, what would cause one of my key fobs to not set my comfort settings? It still opens the door, but it won't adjust my preset comfort settings. And this is on a, a 2020 Acura MDX. Uh, Deborah, the key fobs may actually be connected to your comfort settings by uh, uh, basically being named. So in the customizable features, you may need to go to the dealer to have them check this. But one key fob, say, is going to be fob number one. And when you connect those comfort settings to fob number one, if you use number two, it doesn't know that you're asking. It thinks that that's a second driver. So you would need to set those comfort settings and basically pair them to the other key fob, just like if you're using your smartphone and it would recognize that your phone, you want these settings versus, say, your husband's phone would want to have a different set of settings. Uh, so if you want them all set together, uh, you need to check with the dealership and they should be able to adjust that for you. I mean, these cars are getting so sophisticated now sure. that they know who's going to drive it before you even get to the car. Well, that's the point. Uh, technology, uh, when you buy something today, uh, the technology is so advanced that there are fewer people that can uh, tell you how to get it fixed. And uh, I was talking before the show started, I've got one of these new uh, sunglasses uh, uh, that made like a, a joint venture by a Ray-Ban and... and uh, I think Facebook, and I, th I think yeah. Uh, so it's called Meta Glasses, and uh, it is a, a technological marvel. It'll text, it'll it'll video, it'll it'll take pictures. I could put my glasses on. In fact, I got them right here. Uh, so if I put my glasses on right here, uh, these are my Meta Glasses. You should put them on. And, uh, <laughs> they look good. <laughs> yeah. They do. They look and uh, and the problems with them, and 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 they're, they're, the technology is incredible, uh, and there's no one out there that can answer me uh, questions. Uh, so uh, the the thing it, it applies to all the new cars today. It's just it's. Uh, uh, hopefully, guys like Rick can stay up with the technology. I don't envy uh, anybody that's charged with being responsible for fixing a car today. The engineers and the scientists building these cars are going crazy. And I, well, I, here, I'll give you an example with my Tesla. Uh, they can't even uh, fix my windshield washer in my Tesla. I, God knows how they got that thing uh, configured, and they're with some sort of a uh, you know computer software uh, issue. But my windshield wa uh, washer, not my wiper, my windshield washers. Uh, they had a technician come out, and uh, and theoretically uh, re they replaced the motor, the whole motor, and the thing is still not working. So now they want me to take it in, and I don't want to take it. And I just Nancy hoses the windshield down for me. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's been a full time job. So it's, uh, and you're talking about replacement, so on and so forth. Yeah. And I believe that I'm going to have to have my arm replaced. Yeah. So we'll have to find someone else uh, to do that. But the car's in pretty good condition. Yeah. You know, it's in great condition. We're going to go back to the phones. Um, if you didn't jot that number down, 877 
960-9960. And ladies, uh, you still have time to give us a call. $50 for the first two new lady callers. And uh, remember, jot down the text number because you're going to need it later. Uh, when uh, we do the mystery shopping report and uh, we went back to Fort Pierce and you want to stay tuned for that, that's for sure. The number, 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Bob, who is calling us from uh, Lake Worth, I believe. Good morning, Bob. Hey, good morning. Uh, I kind of have a general question. That was uh, this summer when I was back up north I went to a car show, saw a uh, car that I liked, and uh, went online, was tracking to see where I could find one. It was a Honda Passport, and they're kind of hard to find. So uh, I talked, uh, had searched, found one. I liked the price, the mileage, the color, everything. Uh, called the dealer to make an appointment with the salesperson Whoop, and have a good credit score of 820. What would you wow. say the time to uh, complete the deal would be on that? Uh, what was the, what was the last part of the question? Uh, what would be the time that it should take from the time I walked in the door with the appointment till the time I walked out of with the car? Well, uh, <laughs> I wasn't attempting to negotiate price or anything like that. Yeah, I, uh, the dealers are famous for keeping you around forever. Uh, there's an old uh, sales philosophy that, you know, the longer you work the customer, the more his uh, resistance drops and the more likely you are to sell him the car and make a lot of money. So he, the old style car dealing was to keep him in the, keep him, wear him down. And finally, out of desperation, uh, they sign here and go home and uh, don't realize what a mistake they made until the following day. But I don't know. How long do they keep you in there? Uh, five and a half hours. Oh, man. There were, uh, it was Too just long. me. You must have a lot of stamina. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, I, tra I traveled out of town to get there. <laughs> so uh, it wasn't like I could go home and come back the next day. Yeah, right. Well, they uh, they they probably didn't have that many customers. And uh, you, were, you were the one that they were going to work. And they probably, how many people did you talk to besides the salesperson? Did you, managers get involved? No, just it was just a salesperson and the finance manager. Wow, well that's that's hard to believe. Yeah, the the, the enlightened dealers realize that's not the way to go, and uh, there's a push uh, from the manufacturers and the enlightened dealers, so to speak, that the the what the way to have customers come to your door is know that they can get it get in and out in a reasonable amount of time. Uh, it should be no more than. Certainly, no more than an hour to two hours, even if you buy the car. And uh, I think uh, an hour would make far more sense. This adds uh, fuel to my argument about don't go to the dealership, do it all online. And I know that doesn't apply to some people don't like to deal online. Some people are not uh, educated. I don't mean the word educated. They're not familiar or comfortable right. online. Uh, but uh, if, if, if you are comfortable and you know how to uh, work your smartphone and your computer, you never have to walk into a car dealership. You can do everything. You can buy the vehicle. You can finance the vehicle. You can sign the paperwork. You can do everything online and have the car delivered. This is what Amazon will be doing when they start selling Hyundais and Kias uh, in uh, January. 
next month. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 I feel sorry for guys like you, Bob, that gets that uh, marathon uh, workover, and uh, you got to be strong and tough to deal with it. But uh, a lot of people are strong and tough like you. They, they cave in in a shorter period of time and pay too much money for the car. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Bob. You're welcome, Bob. Have a great weekend. We're going to go to Kelly, who's calling us from Jupiter. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning. Hi. How are you? Um, I'm great, thank you. How are you? Great. Kelly, have you called before? No, I have not. Okay. This morning you win yourself $50, and uh, if you stay on the line... When uh, we're finished speaking, uh, you can uh, talk to our control room, and that's uh, Mike that's over there. He'll get your contact information, and he'll pass it along to me, and I'll write you a check for $50 for calling Earl on Cars for the first time. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. I just recently found out about you from a friend in Jupiter Farms. Oh. And uh, his, his name is Frank. I and bet he we was know so who kind. he is. We know Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody knows Frank. He's a great guy. He is. He is, definitely. And, and I just wanted to let you know, because I am so grateful to you all. I have a Toyota Avalon. Unfortunately, oh, I did not. Yes. Unfortunately, I did not purchase it from you, but I have always had it serviced for you. The car is a 2006, and it runs beautifully. It and is a fantastic car, Kelly. I have one. It, it is. I love it. And I'm so sorry that they're not making them anymore. I know. <laughs> um, they are not. <laughs> no. But um, my service manager is Josh. He takes such excellent care of me. And in the past, um, when I first moved to Florida... I would take my car to dealerships with maybe like an alternator problem and they would fix it. And then they would tell me, oh, and your air conditioner is broke or something else. And there was never any problem with it. And I had this everywhere I went. And I had a friend at the time and she told me about your dealership. And she said, Kelly, that's where you need to buy your cars. And that's where you need to have them service. Even if you don't have a, a Toyota, they'll service your car. <laughs> and she said, you can trust them, and they're wonderful for women. And I've never had the chance to speak to Earl. Um, when I've been in there, I've seen him, you know, moseying around and, and things like that. He's wonderful, very approachable, but everybody was always going up to him. Well, Kelly, so I never wanted Kelly <laughs> when you get to $50, don't tell him you did it because you did a commercial for us on the show. Tell, <laughs> tell him you did it because you were the first-time female caller. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh! Thank you, and, and Kelly. It, 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 uh, yeah, not Kelly, a commercial. It's just my gratitude. Absolutely, oh, Kelly. You, you know, um, every once in a while, I just uh, don't even talk about my Avalon, and uh, I drive the uh, Tesla most of the time. But I've hung on to my uh, my Avalon uh, for security reasons, and uh, it's a great car. You have a beautiful car. It is, and it's so funny you said you hung on to it because. That has always been in the back of my mind. Even if I get another car, I'm hanging on to this car because I love it so much. Yeah, it's uh, definitely, you know, something you can rely on. It is, yes. Kelly, absolutely, and I feel safe in it. Yes. Thank you so much for the phone call. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, as I said, as a first-time caller, stay on the line. Talk to Mike in the studio. And remember, give him your contact information as to where I can send that check.
thank you so very, very much. You're that welcome. That is so incredibly kind. Spread the Thanks. word, and Kelly. Uh, and uh, you're helping us uh, build a platform here for the ladies. Thank you. Uh, 877-960-9960. And you can text us at 772-497-6530. Okay, guys, uh, what do you have? Well, not much, um, but here's a question. Good morning. If a 2024 vehicle a person wanted is at a different dealership in your area, are you able to swap with them? Thanks. Well, that's called a, a, a dealer trade, and that's how uh, dealers do uh, exchange inventory um, w- with each other. Uh, you can do it on the for vehicles uh, when they're en route, and you can change the destinations, or you can um, actually drive the vehicles or, or transport them with a the truck between different dealerships. Now, I will say that went away uh, with the inventory uh, crunch after the post-pandemic to where that was virtually a, a uh, extinct way of doing business with other dealers because cars uh, were gone and they were just, people scrambled to have any car on their lot and people just didn't want to mess with that. So that kind of went away. It's coming back now some slowly, um, but there's never, um, in the old days you could, uh, you know, give two for one or just send a one-way trade. But now uh, if that's going to happen, yeah, you, you both better have cars that you really, really want. Um, can I tell an old story? You just reminded me of something. Of one, the of my favorite, one of my favorite stories. Uh, you were talking about trading cars back and forth, and very common, as uh, is said, except for the past uh, couple of years with the COVID uh, thing going on. But yeah, uh, about half the cars a dealer sells, he usually sells from another car dealer's inventory. The only thing that competing dealers uh, do uh, that helps each other is trade cars back and forth because if that didn't happen, there's such a huge amount of different permutations and combinations of colors, equipment, and models, you couldn't possibly have enough cars in normal times to sell cars competitively. So all the Honda dealers, all the Toyota dealers, all the Ford dealers, they cooperate. That's about the only way they do cooperate because they're vicious competitors, but they swap cars back and forth. Well, going back uh, when uh, Earl Stewart uh, Toyota first became enlightened and we stopped charging dealer fees and junk fees and things like that, uh, the all the Toyota dealers in South Florida uh, got together and refused to deal or trade cars with my dealership. And uh, I, I had to call an attorney, and the attorney got me in touch hey, with the antitrust. attorney in New York, uh, one of the leading antitrust attorneys. But I went to Toyota, and they said they couldn't help me, and I, I tried to reason with the dealers. So basically, they were trying to put me out of business. Long story short, uh, the, we won. the the <laughs> dealer in New York wrote a letter to Toyota and to all the Toyota dealers in South Florida and said, uh, what you're doing is a violation of federal law, restraint of trade, uh, punishable by fine and imprisonment and or imprisonment. So suddenly they all started dealer trading with me again. Mm -hmm. And now we still go back and forth. We're all friends now. I let an old guy tell a war story every now and then. No, that was, it was a serious war story because um, it really did shut down uh, our new car department for a period yeah. of weeks. We yeah. just it really crippled us. And, yeah. Wow, it's what, amazing, amazing what collusion can do. Um, and what an attorney can do. A good attorney can do some <laughs> exactly. amazing things. Right. Um, I'm all caught up. I have no new communications. 
Here, here's a uh, just a, a warning. We talk electric vehicles and we talk prices and we've had Tesla slashing prices of their Teslas and uh, there is becoming a real competition. You've got the, uh, the great uh, credits, the uh, special credits uh, on electric vehicles in effect now. So what's happened is uh, people are starting to buy electric vehicles because it's a real bargain. I caution you with one, one thing. Uh, the electric vehicles that are traded in have dropped precipitously in price, largely because of price cutting and competition, and also because of the fact that only a small percentage of the buying public buys electric vehicles. So if uh, if a car dealer has electric vehicles in their used car inventory, uh, is pro- they've depreciated 30 or 40 percent more than the combustion engine cars. That means that when you trade your electric vehicle in, if you're an electric vehicle aficionado, uh, be prepared to get nothing, uh, slight exaggeration there, but very little for a trade-in allowance. So when you're buying your new v- electric vehicle, keep in mind that when you go to trade it in, it's likely that that might be the same case when you go to trade it in. So the depreciation of the vehicle you're buying is something to put into the cost calculation when you say electric vehicles are affordable or maybe equal to uh, combustion engine cars. Ain't necessarily so. It's still it's still uh, a combustion car market if you look at the full picture in terms of price. Yeah, that's uh, great information. You know, I think we should do another. Uh, we should do another a different type of show uh, where Earl um, shares all of his. Uh, past stories. We have a special. Uh, and I'm not going to say old stories. I'm not even going to mention old because uh, Earl will be 83 years old on Monday <laughs> and uh, you would never, never, ever know it. So I would call it Earl's uh, wise stories, very wise stories. And uh, I'll elaborate on edge. that later. Uh, we're going to go to Donna, who has been holding in Fort Lauderdale. Good morning, Donna. Good morning. Donna, have you called before? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, great. Uh, you know, not only is this the last call of the show uh, this morning, because we have to get to some other things, but um, you have won yourself as a first-time caller $50. And if you stay on the line, you can talk to Mike. He's over in the studio, uh, the control room, and you can give him your con- uh, your uh, contact information, and uh, I'll write out a check for you and get it out to you for $50. Wow, that's wonderful, especially this time of year. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Donna, uh, what can we do for you this morning? Uh, well, I have a problem. I have a uh, 2015 Ford Explorer, and my brakes, when I, when I apply them and I'm slowing down, coming to a stoplight or, or a stop sign, uh, they'll slow down, and then all of a sudden, it'll do like a little freewheel, if if you understand what I mean, where where it's gliding, and you know where it, it it. I mean, it doesn't speed up or anything, but it just it's like it the brakes uh, quit or whatever, and then it'll catch again. I keep the brakes on, and then it'll and then it'll stop it, but it it like freewheels before. Before it actually stops, does that make sense? It's scary. I hope Brick has an idea. It is scary. It is scary. 
Now, is is this under like light breaking or mo- kind of moderate to medium hard breaking? Um, well, it's, it's light breaking. It is light breaking because I I start breaking before you know before I don't I very seldom ever have to jam on the brakes. I okay. you know okay I and start. by any chance is this a hybrid? Uh yes, it is. Okay. What I think you're experiencing is when you're stepping on the brake, the initial the initially the brakes themselves, the hydraulic brakes, are not being applied. What's happening is the computer reverses the electric motors into generators, and you're wow. getting what's called electromotive drag to slow the car down. And that's the regenerative braking. It uses that force to slow the car and create a much greater amount of electricity to help recharge the batteries. What's probably happening here is that right when it does that freewheel point, uh, uh-huh. the the regenerative braking may be stopping for a moment. And it's for some reason, there's a bit of a lag before your hydraulic brakes are actually kicking in for that last little part of the light braking. Um, I would definitely be having this checked out by a qualified mechanic, someone that knows the Ford system, and describe to them exactly what you're feeling. Take them for a drive and show them, you know, that it's under the light braking. And it may just be that this regenerative braking is not, shall we say, not uh, continuing right up to the point when the hydraulic brakes are actually being applied and kicking in. But the key is, as Rick said, I'll repeat it, is go for a test drive with the technician that will be working on your car and and simulate the exact thing that happened. Say, now, did you feel that? And be sure he says yes, because uh, once once they experience themselves, he'll be able to say, well, there's nothing we can do that's normal. I know what it is. We can fix it. And then the next question is, how much are you going to charge me? <clears throat> right. Uh, yeah, and it doesn't do it all the time. Yeah, well, that's that makes, that's makes it even more difficult. Yeah, I, yeah, I would anything affecting the brakes, you really need to give it priority attention because you never know when that is going to create a real problem. So, uh, I would uh, uh, with the diagnostic tools, they might be able to uh, check and see uh, uh, what's uh, there's a glitch. Even if you can't, you should try. If 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 it's one of those times where it won't perform for the for you and and the technician, uh, just have them uh, get get an estimate of what the diagnosis is going to be, and and if you maybe get another estimate from another dealer, you probably should be going to a, a Cadillac dealer. Uh, You should be going to a Ford dealer and maybe go to another Ford dealer if the diagnostic charge isn't fair. A typical diagnostic charge would be what, $75, $100? Yeah. Yeah. Five, two hundred. Okay. 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 Well, that's good to know. Good to know. Yeah. does have me concerned because it's scary. It is scary. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It's uh, definitely, uh, you know, I would look into it as quickly as I possibly could because, as you said, right. dangerous, a dangerous situation. Right. Okay, okay Donna. Um, I thank you. You have one more question? I uh, know. I thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome, Donna. Remember that contact information. That's the only way I can get that check to you. 
And please, okay. Donna, spread the word um, to uh, your lady friends uh, that we're building a platform here for the ladies. Uh, they are in a ve- they have become a very important part of Earl on Cars. Right, right. I love that. Uh, you know, I'm so glad you do. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely pass it on, and I thank you so much. You're welcome, Don. I hope to hear from you soon and uh, your report on your situation. Okay. All righty, super. Have a great weekend. Uh, Okay, I think that uh, we're we're running a little short on time, first of all. And, uh, Rick, we we didn't do too much uh, with you. Okay, we're going to go to the recovering car dealer. Okay, Mr. Shop. Mr. Shop of Best Smith Kia. Let me mention one more time that it's real important uh, for you to jot this number down. 772, uh, let me see if I can, 772-497-6530. Every once in a while, I forget that number. Um, It's important because that's the way you're going to vote. You're going to vote on the mystery shopping report that we did again in Fort Pierce. You can also vote on YouTube. Ah. There you go. And FaceTime, everything, where you have all kind of options. Now back to the recovering car dealer. So Ben Smith Kia in Fort Pierce, if you're not from the Florida area, that's in uh, southern Florida, but it's a little far north. It's uh, kind of like on the fringe of the Solomon Gamera era. Although I must say that uh, Frank Hernandez, the owner up there, does a good job of of, of, uh, being a rough and tumble like some of the South, real South Florida, Miami, and Fort Lauderdale dealers. Uh, Beth Smith Kia, Fort Pierce, Florida. Speaking in the first person, as if I were Agent Lightning, our amazing uh, undercover agent that goes in every week and visits a car dealership in South Florida or Pennsylvania or uh, Tennessee. She, she, gets, she gets around. Yeah, she's all over the place. I arrived late afternoon and was greeted by a salesman who was uh, congregating out front with several others. Uh, this is, we call them the wolf pack. Uh, and you can almost spot a uh, rough and tough dealership when they have a gang of salespeople out there uh, smoking cigarettes and uh, with their sleeves rolled up. And uh, that's something called the up system. And uh, the, the person that's supposed to get the next customer runs out and greets you. And so that's what happened at Best Smith Key in Fort Pierce. The wolf pack was out front. Uh, one salesman jumped out. He welcomed me, asked if there was anything he could help me find today. I said, I've been looking for a new Telluride for a while now, but between having a hard time finding one and the ridiculous markups, I haven't pulled the trigger yet. He introduced himself as Roy, asked my name, all while telling me it's his birthday month. He's very friendly. We went to a table where he gathered some information from me, uh, which he wrote on a sheet of paper. Also had a credit application that I noticed. He asked me for my license. Uh, as I was pulling it out, I, I stopped and said, I don't want my credit run, just seeing if the Tellurides have come down in price and we might be able to get one. He smiled and said, of course not. I'm not going to run your credit. Assured me that he'd need my social security number anyway if he was going to do that. Uh, Now, um, he then went through a series of questions to determine the best model for me inquiring if I wanted a sunroof and about my preferences for interior and exterior colors. I made a note to myself in the margin of the mystery shopping board that Stu wrote up very well, by the way. Uh, 
And, and that is, don't ever go into a car dealership like Agent Lightning, or in this case, I'm Agent Lightning, not knowing exactly what you want. See, when the salesperson is able to control the MSRP, control the model, the options, color, equipment, uh, the combination of factors, when you don't have a specific vehicle in mind, it opens the door for shenanigans monkey business, whatever you want to call it. They have the advantage of you not knowing the basis, the goal that you set for your pricing. They can manipulate so many things that will vary the price that they're in control at that point. Roy explain. Uh, now, let, let me tell you how this is going to work. I need you to trust me. <laughs> I, I had to laugh at that. I mean, that's the old joke, right? Trust me. Trust. I mean, you know. Uh, I'm going to take this info sheet over there to that desk, and, and they'll help me find the car that's best for you. Do you have a color preference? So he's, this is a real old school. He, he's, he, he, it's the, I'm on your side, and it's you and me against them. And, and Triangulation. Your, you trust me, uh, we're partners. And we're going to go after the mean old guy over there at the desk. And when, between you and me, we're going to win and get you a real low price. So that, that's real old school. Uh, I responded, um, anyway, um, I responded, I like that white one on the floor there. That's a Telluride that I like color-wise. He replied, okay, I'll be right back and we'll go for a test drive. I waited there for a few minutes and then decided to walk outside, wait for him. He pulled up a dark gray car for me to drive. He jumped out and said that he's butterflying it so I could check everything out. I haven't heard that expression. Uh, and go over all the features with me. It was a new 20, uh, 2024 Kia Telluride <coughs> SX white with an MSRP of $48,910. There was a Bev Smith addendum uh, label. Okay, there we are. Boom. No surprise, addendum label. They wanted another $4,995 for front and rear mud guards, <laughs> carpet mats, nitro-filled tires, pinstripes, a tag bracket. <laughs> uh, that's, that's gutsy. A clean-up before delivery. <laughs> <laughs> they mean they're going to actually wash the car and charge me for it? I'm buying the car. They're going to wash it. Uh, the first oil change, which is probably free from... They, uh, they get reimbursed for that, probably. Yeah, they're re either, either reimbursed or, uh, or, you're, or there's no charge. Uh, 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 window tent, uh, pocket guards, storage guards. Uh, I mean, this is really... Uh, Best before it ought to be in Miami. I mean, that's really, really uh, the Sodom and Gomorrah of car dealership. But this is really rough stuff, tough stuff. Rough stuff, tough. It's hard to say three times fast. He was very familiar with his brand and quite enthusiastic. He was going a little overboard, so I said, I've been researching for quite some time now, and I'm very comfortable with the Telluride. I said, I've been looking and, and not buying at them uh, since they had... Uh, upwards of eight to $10,000 in market adjustments. Um, he said, yeah, most places are higher than what we are right now. They all say that, right? I mean, what are they gonna say? Oh, we're, you know, we're, oh, we're higher than that. No, he's, they're gonna claim that the competition's higher, all right? I jumped in the driver's seat. We went for a short test drive due to low gas. That's not very professional. Uh, happens a lot though. Once again, back at the dealership, we headed back inside to a different desk. 
I let Roy know that as much as I wanted a Telluride, I refused to pay almost $5,000 above the window sticker. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> that's me. That's not the salesman. He asked me how much I would be putting down. I said five to $10,000. He leaned on. Oh, this is good, too. I like this. Drama. He leaned in and he says, I'm going to only put, I'm, I'm only going to put five to $7,000 down. Trust me. I mean, I mean, come on. This is not good. We're, you and me against him. We're going to go get that mean old wolf over there, and we're going to trick him into giving you a lower price. This is so amateurish. Uh, it, it, I guess it works in Fort Pierce. I, I don't know. I mean, he's been there for a while. Hey, as far as I know, he sells I, a lot I, of cars. I'm going to interrupt you. Um, was this guy's name Helen Reddy? Uh, no, Frank Hernandez. You know actually. the you you know the you and me against the world yeah. kind of a deal. Yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry. His name is Roy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a few months later, he, uh, he returned with a worksheet that had my cash transaction as well as some finance uh, options. I I wasn't really interested in. The top uh, line labeled selling price was fifty-five thousand nine hundred five, which was about seven thousand over MSRP. Then <laughs> they had eight ninety-five. There's more pre-delivery. That's a junk fee. Uh, uh, they added uh, sales tax attack. Now we're up to eight thousand dollars over MSRP. And the guy just said, "Oh yeah, uh, we're all the other dealers are higher than that." Well. I can tell you, they're not. He asked what I thought. I said, I'm not budging on the markup. I know my husband will agree. He said he understands and leaned in again, saying in a low voice, listen close. This is how it's going to work. I know you can get this car much closer to MSRP. My manager's going to come over and talk to you before you leave. Okay, so uh, the team. The team is there to fool the uh, the mean old wolf that's going to come and take advantage of us. Manager came over and asked if I was going to buy now. No, I have to talk to my husband, I replied. Can we call him? <laughs> yes. No, he's in a meeting, and besides, neither one of us is going to buy a car priced over, overpriced by $5,000. He said it without looking the least bit embarrassed that they have to make money. <laughs> a straight face. He's charging $7,000 over sticker. And I object, and he says, hey, hey, listen, babe, we got to make money. I like your response there. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's, that's Napleton. That's yeah. Napleton. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's, actually, it's worse than Napleton. I mean, they're quite a Napleton. Uh, yeah, Napleton does that, but he, they don't have salespeople that, and right. managers that throw it in your face. So, uh, I retorted, well, isn't that, oh yeah, he just said that I got to make money when I sell the car at $7,000 over MSRP. And then Agent Lightning came back and said, well, isn't that what you do when you sell a car at MSRP? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he didn't say anything and walked away quite rudely. Boy said, hold on a minute, Mr. Carlos is on the job. I, I don't know who Mr. Carlos okay, is. Okay, this is probably, okay, in every car dealership, there's a nice sales manager and there's a tough sales manager. Uh -huh. Nice sales manager is Mr. Carlos. All the salespeople want to go to him because ah. he puts the deals together and he's not as hard as the other guy. Ah. So he wants to see Mr. Carlos to, to yeah. make it happen. Uh, not Frank Carlos or Juan Carlos, but Mr. Mr. Carlos uh, working his mind. Okay. I waited. I was getting antsy, so I got up and found Roy. 
I told him I needed to get going to pick up my kids. Just then, another sales manager named Shane, oh, Shane came over and asked if I was ready to do business. Uh, with you putting $10,000 down, I'll sell it to you at MSRP, no markup. You have my word, he said. Done. And of course, his word is his bond. And you know. They spit, that, they uh, spit yeah. in their hands and shook. <laughs> I say, only if you give me a pinky promise. If we do a pinky promise, I'll believe you. Right. <laughs> I replied, can you do a worksheet saying that or put it in writing so that my husband will believe me we'll believe. and will come back here? He said that if I gave him a minute, he can sign the paper saying he'll do it at MSRP. Now, I wish, I wish Agent Lightning had stayed for that paper. Uh, anyway, yeah. uh, 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 I, I didn't stay. I laughed at him and asked, what time are you here until today? Roy the salesman replied, we're here till 8 p.m. tonight. I said, no. What time is Shane personally here tonight so that I can make sure I get the deal at MSRP? If we decide to move forward, Shane said, I'm here as well until 8 p.m. You come back and I will sell it to you at MSRP, I promise. I was there long enough, so I thank him. Well, I believe him. Well, you know, <laughs> no, no, you know let, me tell you, let me tell you something. It's possible. Yeah, of course it is. It's, yeah. po it's possible. So, um, well, I, I, I could say so much about this, we run out of time, so I'll shut up. We need you to vote, and we need you to vote using the curve. And I know you're tired, you regular listeners are tired of hearing this, but the curve is if they are the best dealer in the area, the, this area, then you give them a high grade. If they're the terrible dealer in the dealers that we deal with, you give them a very low grade. So there are no perfect dealers, and they're... I hesitate to say there are no absolutely terrible dealers. <laughs> there are, but they really got to be terrible to get an F. So understand the curve, vote, and we will see how best with Kia and Fort Pierce fares. Start your texts and uh, coming in. We got 772-497-6530. Also, uh, YouTube. Yeah, Bob's all over it. He uh, says, I want you to trust me on getting a grade from you. It's an F. Um, it's the only grade I have. So thinking about this in terms of the, of, the, of the curve, I would say they're average in terms of South Florida. Um, but then I, it's, it's not just the addendum and the equipment, it's, it's the overall experience and having um, the high pressure and rudeness from a sales manager, um, I, they, it, they, it doesn't rise to a C. I think that's worse than it's a lot of the South Florida dealerships that we've seen. It does. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not, I don't wanna fail them, but I'm, I wanna give them a D. And I got another F, by the way. <laughs> Uh, it says, trust this, F. <laughs> Who is this from? If we, uh, well, move on. I'm sure Rick's got some very entertaining uh, grades over there. Well, we'll start off with T. Cash, who says, I disagree on wolf packs. Wolves are a noble beast. They're more like a pack of hyenas. Uh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> very well said. Very well said. And he says, my score is BSNS. For Bev Smith sucks. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Kelleher, just a simple F. Yeah. Tom Steckel, F. This is a Napleton disciple. <laughs> Haven't found an ethical Kia dealer in Florida. Central Florida Hyundai is an alternative and owned by Mullinax. Kirk in West by God, Virginia, says Bev Smith, Fort Pierce Kia, addendum with nitro, mud flaps, and guarded guards. 
I guardedly award you a solid F minus. <laughs> Man, maybe we should have bought those Kia dealerships in Jacksonville and, and just like give a little hope to oh, the world. Yeah. Yeah. Guy Larrabee says, Bev Smith gets a big fat F because of the addendum and their sales methods. Yeah. Johnny Z. Fraidley, whoa, doggy. Shenanigans galore. <laughs> Trust me, F. Uh, you know what occurred to me with Amazon going Hyundai and Kia? Uh, uh, it, can you imagine? Uh, would you rather buy a car, a Kia, on Amazon or from Bill Smith Kia? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think that's a pretty, Amazon pretty, all pretty the tough way. question there. By the way, Amory jumped in. She uh, she says this is all routine, not illegal, but deserves a D. And she wants to remind everybody: please comment to the FTC. It is posted on Earl on Cars. The link's right there. So if you need, oh to, wow, yeah, it's already did that. Well, you you work fast. I did it from here, and then we have another text: capitalism at its best. I give them a B. And that was from Frank Gonzalez in Fort Pierce, Florida. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, well, first. There, there, you say there really was a B? Uh, it says capitalism at its best. I give them a B. Oh, wow. Oh. Man, oh, man. Yeah. That's one way I, to look at I it. I got a that's bunch more just at, came in. That's capitalism at its worst. <laughs> 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 worst for uh, lining. <laughs> okay, we, where are we? We got a bunch more just came yeah. in. Uh, Cliff's Picks. I would say a G for greed. Mark <laughs> Anderson, what a joke. Great F. All the amateur tactics, I wouldn't buy a Teletubby from them. <laughs> Tim Gilliland, throw out the addendum and markups and we can talk. A big fat D. Is Nitrofill still a thing there? Yes, it is. Would love to have seen the worksheet. Pop Hartley says, I can't believe their tactics. My grade is a D. Ernesto Ortega, F. Ryan said, let go. Ridiculous. Come on, Roy. F. Uh, me personally, I'm I'm going to say D minus. They're, they're almost at the bottom level on that curve, but yeah. I think we've seen worse around the area. I hear you. What say you, Nancy? Well, <clears throat> I was going to save my vote for last, but uh, I will vote right now. And uh, you know, of course, or maybe you don't, that we, uh, we shopped uh, Sunrise Ford in Fort Pierce. And uh, today is uh, Bev Smith Kia in Fort Pierce. So I ask, <laughs> is there something in the water in Fort Pierce? Uh, because I truly find uh, the, if you listen to last week's show, uh, the mystery shop, I found very condescending. I found it rude. I, I just found it patronizing. And this is the attitude that I pick up in the Bev Smith Kia Fort Pierce Mystery Shopping Report, and I know without even asking Agent Lightning, uh, she would feel the exact same way. You know, they want to make you feel like an inferior idiot, and uh, you know, I th that's no way to sell cars, that's for sure, and uh, treat men and women the same. Uh, I give uh, Fort Pierce, uh, Bev Smith Kia, I give them an F. You know, I... Uh People that listen to the show know that I hardly ever give an F. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fail. I don't. Uh, I think that not only are they rough and tough, but they're also um, they're not even smooth. I mean, they're they're uh, uh, they're they're 
they match the deception of the Miami Fort Lauderdale dealers, but they do it in a very crude and aggressive manner, and old school. And uh, I agree with uh, Nancy's comment is that they, they insult uh, your intelligence. Uh, and uh, I think and what's that, in, in the same breath, that means that they take advantage of a lot of people that are not educated and haven't bought cars before. Because anybody that buys a car from Best Smith Kia and goes for that BS is going to uh, get really screwed bad. So, And those people can't afford to get screwed bad. Uh, Not at all. I think we're out of time. Uh, We are. We have two minutes left. And, uh, you know, I just want to mention in the automotive news that listen to this uh, as far as uh, women in the car industry, especially F&I. Women make honest, organized and skilled finance managers who boost profits for dealerships. Again, ladies, we're boosting profits all the way around. Uh, Listen. Thank you so much for tuning in to Earl Stewart on Cars. Tune in next week, same time, and we will be right here in the same station, Oldies, the Oldies Channel.